Hi loves and welcome to another episode of Starbound, a podcast for the spiritually curious and astrologically inclined. And today I'm feeling like talking about how I got into tarot cards. So let's just backtrack to about four years ago in 2017, um, towards the end of 2017. I was going through a lot of healing, um, a lot of self-development. It was the first time I'd really stepped back from not working for a while, not doing much at all other than just paying attention to myself. Who am I? What do I like? What do I not like? Um, And I was on a family holiday in Greece in August that year and I my sister had brought along a set of tarot cards, in fact, angel cards. And um, I can't remember the exact deck they were. I could try and Google it. Um, Or perhaps I'll just add it to the notes in the bio once I figure it out. Um, I feel that would be the better idea. So she brought these tarot cards, angel cards, along to our family trip and that whole holiday I was just like fascinated by them. I would be asking these pretty specific questions and the answers that the cards I pulled gave were just so spot on that I couldn't not believe the magic they held. It was just one of those so like such a confirming moment that the universe really like speaks to us and that magic really exists like it really, just even thinking about it, it still blows my mind how powerful um, it was for me. And so when I got back from London, having been in Greece for that week, um, I went to like a local spiritual shop um, that was around the corner from where my parents were living. And um, And I just was like scanning the decks they had. And actually the shopkeeper there or like one of the sales assistants there um, really like helped me. She was just like, you know, a good way to feel into whether the deck is right for you and whether it wants to work with you. And if it's in alignment and if, you know, it's a good pairing um, is just check in with your body and see how your body feels. So she was guiding me to just feel into... Does your body feel like more expansive and lighter and more energized when you feel this, when you pick up this deck of cards, when you feel into it? Or does it feel a little bit more like low and dense and heavy? And neither is necessarily like a better or worse thing, but it's what's best for you, what's most in alignment for you. Um, It's not really about getting it right or wrong, but whether it feels good, feels not necessarily good because that's like a judgment word, but whether it feels like invigorating and energizing, but also it depends as well what your intention is, where like what kind of deck you want, whether you want something that's a little bit more nourishing and soothing and gentle, or whether you want, um, it's almost like whether you want a friend or person who's a little bit more direct and to the point and um, calls out the bullshit. You know, it's like with friendships, we have certain friends um, that or there are certain people who exist in the world who are a little bit more just like, let's cut to the chase. This is how it is. Like, 
this is what you need to do. And then there's the other pe- other kinds of people who are a little bit more like, well, what does that mean for you? And how does it feel for you? And, um, you know, they just have a, like, a slightly softer and less assertive way of um, expressing themselves. And like I just said, it's like not necessarily good or bad or right or wrong, but what you most need in that moment. So when it come when it came to selecting a deck, I tuned into it as the sales assistant had recommended, and I picked out this crystal mandala oracle deck by Alana Fairchild. And honestly, the support it gave me was just on a different level. Like I would have moments where I would be really questioning, like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, or I would have moments where like a lot of anxiety would arise. Like I remember booking this trip to Wales and I was staying in a hostel and I hadn't ever stayed in a hostel before. And my mind was kind of spinning about all the elements to it and just definitely overthinking. And um, looking back, it like might not have necessarily been my energy I was feeling. But either way, I was I didn't have that awareness then, but what the cards brought to me was this feeling of grounding and this feeling of just anchoring and being able to just come back into the present moment and know the present moment was safe and that I was being taken care of and that there was some kind of higher order to everything that was going on. So I ended up going to Wales actually and had the best time, the most expansive time. Um, and really learned a lot about myself and it was just so restorative that journey like I remember adoring it I remember going to Aberystwyth um, and this little place near Aberystwyth this coastal town called Borth Um, and I have a feeling it could have been like an eclipse that was happening at that time Um, but there was definitely something potent and you could say that in Borth I had another birth you know trying to play with a pun there um it works just like I hope you'll give that to me I will definitely give it to me um so I was working with that deck for a while and then I was listening to a podcast called Tarot for the Wild Soul by Lindsay Mack which I really recommend um she has a lot of information there I don't actually listen to her anymore it doesn't feel resonant for me anymore but at the time it was super helpful and super um, encouraging and just a really great insight into how she teaches tarot and how she you can use tarot as a tool for healing trauma and for um, just healing generally but she specifically has a trauma-informed lens on it which I found really helpful um, so I, I was listening to her podcast and she had this interview with this woman called Holly Simple um, at least I believe that is what her name is. Her The deck that she created was, is called Holly Simple Tarot. And it's kind of like an indie deck. It's not necessarily my aesthetic, being a Libra rising. It's um, pretty, not emo, but it has that kind of like vibe to it. Um, where it's like skeletons and, um, but then all these pastel colours. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, not necessarily like what I would normally gravitate towards um but it was the vibe of the deck that really spoke to me so I started working with her deck um which I found also really useful um and then my kind of passion has developed from there I really um 
taught myself tarot mainly by myself, like certainly through exploring it for myself. Uh, I found journaling has been um, such a useful process in learning about the cards and what the cards represent for me because I do believe that like while there is like a traditional perspective and meaning on what each card means um, like the aces for example being all about new beginnings um, and like uh, the empress for example being about femininity and the divine feminine and receiving and self-care and self-nourishment and um, embodying uh, our more like intuitive nature our more but also like coming back to our body there's also our own interpretation and it differs as well from deck to deck or at least that's how I find it I would just recommend you go and experiment that for yourself but so journaling was a great way for me to um feel into and explore what the cards mean for me specifically um, but I also did have a reading with or not a reading but a lesson with this beautiful woman called Liza Fenster when I was in New York in November of 2017 which feels like a decade ago now um, but I had a reading not a reading I keep saying reading I had a kind of hour-long lesson with her um, which was just instrumentally helpful. I can't actually remember necessarily like the detail of what we went into, but I just remember it really like helped my confidence in learning and remembering that my interpretation and my intuition on the cards was just as accurate as anyone else's. And so if you're feeling in that kind of space of like, well, someone else is more of an expert on it than I am, I want to encourage and support you that you are just as much of an expert as anyone else like the tarot is not um just for people who have worked with it for years it's it's just as accurate and potent and poignant for people who have just worked with it for even a day or a week or a month so having that lesson with her really helped I also found her through tarot for the wild soul actually so a lot of my tarot journey stems from Lindsay Mack and her offerings and her teachings and then um and then yeah it's just kind of naturally developed from there so what I'd recommend is first off if you want to get into tarot or oracle cards or just using those kind of divination cartomancy practices then to either go into a shop perhaps not a shop at the moment with covid but go on to Amazon, Amazon or any kind of spiritual shop, online spiritual shop, and explore which deck immediately stands out to you. It could just be the colours, it could just be a sense, it could be, I don't know, just a feeling of like, ooh, I want to look at this one a bit more, look at the artwork, feel into how your body is responding to it, how your nervous system is responding to it. Um and and then go from there and if you buy a deck that doesn't resonate that is okay maybe donate it to a charity shop or you can always re I, I was going to say you can always return it but I doubt you can once you've opened the film and really started working with it but or you can gift it to someone else um, but really just to like be curious and explore it and 
when you get your new deck, what I often do for myself at least, is to ask the cards, okay, so what are you here to teach me? So I'll do a card spread on like, well, what are you here to teach me? Um, maybe a question on how can we best work together? Where will you guide me to? What card will most show up for me as a guide as well could be another question. But also coming up with your own questions too. Like I really want to empower you to just, you know, have fun with it as well. Um, with the knowledge that you can't get it wrong. There's no judgment call on it. Um, uh, I remember in my lesson with Liza as well, here, like she would suggest like it becoming more like a ritual. So um, calling in um, spirits and presences and beings and any um, guides that I might want to work with, but making sure that it's only love and light that comes through the cards because like with everything there is a darkness as well as a light and especially if you're new to the cards and and wanting something more nurturing and gentle and nourishing um it's worth setting that clear intention of I only want uh to hear and receive messages that are for my highest and good and with like a loving vibration um so I would recommend that I would also yeah once you've got the deck It's about forming a relationship with it, really. So the more you work with it, the more you'll understand it. The more you will pick up on the nuances and subtleties. But the way I go about journaling as well, I you know, look at the card that's in front of me and I absorb it from a visual perspective. So like I go through all the senses. So visually, what is standing out to me? Is there a certain colour that's standing out to me? Might that relate to a chakra? Um, is there a certain part of the image that is really clear and just jumping out at me? Whether it be a sword or, um, or a certain animal or, you know, just like really looking at the visuals and, and seeing what is really calling you and tuning into what that might mean for you specifically in regards to your question. That's something else I need to speak about, which is questions. But let me just finish up on the journaling practice. So I'll look at it visually and then I'll feel into it. How does, does this card feel in my body? How does it register? Um, what is the vibe I'm getting? Does it feel more of a chaotic card or a more settled card? How is the person um, in the card, like appearing, feeling, sensing, how am I sensing them? Um, to know as well that with the tarot at least, um, it's, it's all about archetypes. So that it, the tarot is split into major arcana, 
or arcana, depending on how you pronounce it, and minor arcana or arcana. Um, and from what I can remember, yeah, there are 22 major arcana in the deck. Um, and then the rest is minor. So there's 78 cards, um, which means that there is, what, what's that, 56? Oh, my maths. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 22 major. I know it's 22 major for sure. And then 56 minor. Okay, we got it. Um, and the minor is split up into wands, cups, swords, and pentacles, and each of those have an element attached to them. So the wands are associated with fire, typically, cups with water, swords with air, and pentacles with earth. Um, so journaling, I'm kind of skipping around here. But the journaling, yeah, just write through whatever comes to mind when you're looking at the card, whatever comes to your sense and your knowing, whatever you whatever you might be picking up at all, and just um, and then go from there. It will deepen each time, and it does depend on your question. So you'll notice that some cards um, will have one meaning in one context, like for a certain question, it might have one meaning, and then for a different question, it might have another. And so just noticing that there's a fluidity to these cards. They are not set in stone, just like we're not set in stone. Um, so in terms of the questions, the questions you can set or ask any question that you want, really. There is no right or wrong. Um, but it is worth bearing in mind to have boundaries around these questions, or at least boundaries that feel resonant and in alignment for you. So for me, myself, I don't ask questions about what might be going on for other people because that feels a little bit of an invasion of their privacy. I also don't ask questions necessarily about the future because the future is always changing and always um, can transform depending on what we do in the present moment. So I typically, not always, but typically, um, have questions that are rooted in the present moment. So like, what might be going on? What might be coming up for me in this dynamic? What is triggering me right now? What, um, how can I progress my business right now? How can I um, heal my inner child right now? How, what might my inner child need from me right now? What about my inner elder? How might they want to show up for me right now? There's like an abundance of questions, limitless questions, and it's working out uh, what questions feel right and in alignment for you and which questions feel like a, I just don't want to go there, like feel like a boundary, a self-boundary. Um, and using it as a tool, as a tool to like understand yourself better, understand your shadow and what triggers you better um, that's at least how it's been instrumental for me and like I said it's also the grounding that it's given me I think that above anything else is what has been so transformative in my tarot practice is that it's so often not always but like 90 90% 90 of the time 
it's really confirmed what's been going on for me and what's taken place for me and why I might be feeling a certain way. It's really validated my experience, my felt experience, my lived experience. And so it's been very grounding and very, um, really it's like a form of self-love for me. Because when I can't, when I'm, when I'm triggered or feeling really um, caught up in something, it can be hard to see perspective on it and it can sometimes be hard to be loving towards it. And the tarot offers, like, for me, a breath of, a, like, a breath of air, a breath of relief, um, a pause in the reactivity so I can see things more clearly again, so I can feel more grounded and in my body again. Um, and that's what has been just so wonderful for me to experience in my healing journey. I actually don't work with, um, it on a daily basis as I used to. I'm just no longer feeling like I need to or want to. Um, but I certainly use it in my astrology readings. I often use it, um, often, but not always use it at the end of a reading to provide some clarity and some grounding and some integration for the person that I've been working with, how they can move forwards, what they need to know right now, just like to provide some kind of bookmark or, or punctuation for them to move forwards. But then I also can use it midway through the session if I'm just feeling guided to and like, the astrology needs that added flavor of tarot to like help that person. Like it really is just about the person, what I feel they need in that moment. So typically, yes, I use it at the end of my sessions and I find it so helpful, but I've also been using it a lot in my Instagram stories. Um, I'm over at city of stars astrology. If you want to find me there, but yeah, I've been, um, doing a lot of uh, free readings over on my stories. Haven't for a bit because I've just been taking the past few weeks um, to really come back into myself and to take some time away and to integrate the past few months that Mexico has presented me with, which has been quite a lot. Um, a lot of healing, a lot of beauty, a lot of triggering, a lot of transformation, a lot of what the fuck moments um and so I'm just yeah taking taking a break for a bit to not really interact with too many people and to just allow myself some space to settle which has been so restorative I can't even describe um so so yeah I've not been working with tarot much on my Instagram feed for a bit um I mean my first and foremost love if I can choose, it's like almost choosing a favorite child, I can imagine, is astrology. Like astrology for me, for me, not for me, for me, it feels like such a soul calling. It feels like um, something that I have learned in previous lifetimes that I just have in my bones, in my body. It's like a language that once I started speaking again, I was like, I know this from other eras, from other places. It's just like, it feels so fucking me. Um, it just, like, it's just such an inextricable connection I have with that symbology, with that rhythm, with the planets, with the stars, with everything. And so um, 
so I feel so intimately connected to astrology that my tarot practice has kind of been put to one side for the moment and I'm just working away to integrate that and I'm sure there will be ebbs and flows like I'm sure there will be moments where I feel more in preference of tarot and I feel more in preference of astrology and I bet that will be reflected in this podcast too um so yeah I mean tarot for me has been like so great great has been so like I mean it has been great but it's also like great feels too surface level it's been like replenishing and confirming and affirming and nourishing but astrology feels like a different level for me it feels just I don't know if it's more expansive but it feels more yeah it just like I said it feels like more on a soul level it feels like something I've just done in other lifetimes and relayed in other lifetimes and what I'm here to be doing right now on this planet is translating that for other people so that they can reclaim it so they can remember um, themselves more intimately and the tarot and oracle decks and archetypes deck and any kind of card decks does um, work with that but just at the moment working with the planets um, and astrology feels more in alignment for me so that is my kind of rant slash um guidance slash teachings on the tarot and other decks um i currently here in guatemala have two decks with me i have the lightseers deck by chrisanne um which is a tarot deck and i also have the wild unknown archetypes deck by kim kranz both are very different very different energies um but i was only guided to bring these two plus also if i traveled around with like all the decks I have which must be like near enough to 10 I want to say maybe a bit less than 10 but if I travel with all of those my bag would be really heavy and it already is super heavy so I don't want to add to the load um so yeah I just have these two with me um so if you do feel like having a reading with me whether that be tarot or astrology um, you can get in touch with me over email. My Gmail address is cityofstarsastrology at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on my Instagram, which is pretty much the same handle, cityofstarsastrology. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of plugging for myself. And um, let me know how you get on with your tarot. Um, also, as well, I know that I just Googled things at the beginning. Like, I would just Google five of wands for example five of wands meaning and google would present a lot of different people who would tell me different interpretations and i would kind of sort out which ones felt resonant and in alignment for me and which ones didn't and i just went from there so that with the journaling with the one lesson i had with liza fenster with tara for the wild soul podcast with also some books i can't remember which books but i definitely bought a book or two um as well as googling like all of those combined is how I really deepened my tarot and card practice and found it to be very healing for myself so I hope this inspires you or at least um, sparks your curiosity to consider working with cards um, to get to know yourself better and also to get to know other people better like I find that I use cards a lot when it comes to friends um 
if they want a reading, I obviously don't push it on them. But if they're feeling um, stuck on something or wanting guidance or advice on something, and um, I sometimes, if I feel called to bring the cards out, um, and it's a really nice way to connect with people and um, be intimate with others. So um, there's that too. So yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say on that. Do I have anything else to say on that, guides? No. Do I need to do a card reading for the week ahead? No. Okay, well, that's refreshing. Um, and also not what I was expecting. So I'm going to love you and leave you here. I've likely given you quite a lot to ponder on and think about. And I will be back either next week or the week after depending how my like hermit time goes um and how my energy levels are feeling but I will speak to you soon either way and in the meantime just be gentle on yourselves remember the cyclicalness which I've definitely made up as a word um that there are cycles to everything and whatever cycle you're in is where you're meant to be even if it is uncomfortable but also if it's comfortable too it's noticing how comfortable are we with really things being joyful and expansive and comfortable and how comfortable are we when things are more contractive and difficult and um, tender and sore and all of those kind of so-called like negative low feelings I definitely don't see them as negative myself, but they can be labelled as such. And so it's like worth noticing how your nervous system um, is able to integrate and regulate with those cycles. So keeping that in mind for the next week or two going forwards, just tuning into how your nervous system is feeling and what it might need to feel more in balance, more at peace, um, and to see where your edge is with your comfort zone, with your comfort zone around pain and with your comfort zone around joy. So until next time, my loves, sending heaps and heaps of love and um, love and there's another word that's coming through. I just can't quite hear it. Love and tenderness and kindness your way. And I'll speak to you very soon. Bye for now.